Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. This is actually episode number 30, unlike last week. Uh, I said episode 30, but we are fairly on time this week. Again, I do appreciate everyone's patience. It's been a little crazy at work and just scheduling and everything like that. So, uh, But I do have a good podcast today with um, Brian uh, Knoble and uh, definitely gave us some insight on a Coal Region favorite, I'm sure. Everyone knows about Knobles, um, so I don't need to explain it. But before we get to Knobles, uh, I have a message, of course, from one of our sponsors, Darren J. March, who is a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Darren is a Potsdam native and has been advising clients for more than 17 years in Northeastern PA. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James does not offer its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give him a call for free, no obligation review, 570-640-8010, darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services member FINRA SIPIC Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And now on to Knobles. I'm sure you hear this question a lot. Um, what is the proper, it's Knobles, right? As in, because I always argue with friends and they'll say, well, you don't say knife, you say knife. Um, but it's Knobles, correct? Is that the proper pronunciation of it? It is. We actually pronounce the K. Okay. Two years ago, we did a uh, commercial where we called it Kafun, Kafood, and Kafantasy trying to emphasize, you know, and, and make sure people know that it's, uh, you know, that it is a K and not a uh, silent K. Now, did it, I, I was, I did a little research online. Was there ever an apostrophe there? Or is that just, because it says, I don't know, one thing I read was like all the, the promo material doesn't have an apostrophe. And I thought, I, I never saw it spelled with an apostrophe. Is that new? So our, our, our name does not, which is odd because my English teacher taught me that when you show ownership, that means there's an apostrophe. So yeah, I've always wondered the same thing myself. Now, um, obviously, the big ride there is the Phoenix. I've gone on it a million times, and you know, I think you said before 1985, Knobles was wasn't really busy, and, and Phoenix kind of put you guys on the map. And I thought it was really interesting. I, I always thought the Phoenix was actually built in uh, Elysburg, but it was actually bought from a, a amusement park from San Antonio, and, and at that time, it was never done before. Could you kind of take us through the process of, you know, the thinking behind that? So, uh, boy, I wish my dad were here. Uh, he could he could give you the whole play-by-play. Oh, okay. But, uh, so, um, you know, I guess it was about 1983, and, and the Canola family would get together and talk. And, you know, what was the next big ride that Knobles needed to do? And they uh, found out about this wooden roller coaster at this defunct amusement park called Playland Park in San Antonio, Texas, and took a ride down and go or flew down to go look at it and uh, said, we're going to do this. So uh, they, they, they uh, kind of wrote everything, you know, uh, how do I want to wear this? They, uh, uh, documented everything, and and they uh, took it apart piece by piece, put it on tractor trailers, shipped, I think, was it 47 trucks? I think it was 47 tractor trailers, 
and shipped it here to Pennsylvania where they had started reassembling it. And how long did the whole reassembly take? I believe it was nine months beginning to end. Wow. Pretty quick time to build a wooden roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely, especially that, that size too. Um, now, also, you have uh, flying turns. I know that that's a, I, I still haven't been on that. Um, that was a little bit of a challenge to get it up and running because it was supposed to be up and running in 2007, and then it finally opened in, in 2013. Could you take us through, like, it sounds like such a cool thing. I mean, I, I assume you guys work with, like, is there people that their occupation is like a, a roller coaster engineer, if you will, or... So take us through the process of coming up with a new roller coaster and, and kind of getting it up and running. So uh, do you want me to give you all seven years? Uh, if, <laughs> if you want. How long is the podcast? As long as it's usually it's, about uh, 20, 25 minutes. But, you know, if it's interesting, it's oh, it, we, we could go as long as you want. So um, it's a very unique ride. Uh, they, they haven't been around uh, for quite some time. I think there was as many as seven of them in America at one time. And uh, the original person who kind of designed this thing, or I think it was two people, they were fighter pilots and they wanted everyone to experience what a, what a, like say world war two fighter pilot would be able to experience. So uh, they designed a few of these rides and uh, we kind of took a little bit of everyone, mainly Euclid beach in, uh, in Cleveland and uh, kind of made a mirror image of theirs. Uh, we're able to fit it into, you know, what where you know where the jet star was, and then we got rid of the jet star, and that's where the whirlwind was, and we sold that, and uh, that's where the flying turns went. So uh, the flying turns was certainly a challenge. Um, you know, it's three layers of wood. Uh, some was treated, you know, the bottom two layers were treated lumber. The top layer was cypress. Okay. And, and we later learned that uh, the cypress that we were using was that from, like, say, tree farms. And the growth rings had too much space in between them, where the original flying turns, which were made out of cypress, had a tighter ring where they just kind of grew naturally. Hmm. So we ended up having to tear off all that. We, we tried uh, this type of sealer and that type of sealer, and we tried painting it and different things to, uh, uh, to try and preserve that cypress and, until we just kind of bit the bullet and, and took it off and used a, uh, a special kind of a treatment process for southern yellow pine, uh, which is what it is today. So while all that, you know, all those challenges were that we were faced with with the uh, the structure. Uh, meanwhile, you know, here we are with uh, the challenges of the of the cars, sure. and of the train. So um, I like to think back. Um, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, there was actually a Pontiac commercial where uh, I think it was some kind of. Um, like Eskimo type word or, and it was, it was a funny little quirky commercial where they, they took a Pontiac car and they, they shrunk it down. They shortened it from top, from the, from like the, the top of the car and they widened it and they kept saying wider is better. Wider is better. And it was some kind of funny, like Lahuna Kahuna or something like that. Okay. And they meant wider is better. So the original car we tried to make as close to, you know, our, our first car, we tried to make as close to the original as possible. 
And that didn't work. So then we went with this uh, La Cajuna, Cajuna, whatever it was. Wider is better. We shrunk the car down a little bit lower. We made it a little bit wider. And uh, we, got a, we got a little more, a little closer. I believe we're on third. Is that right? I think we're on our third design, and this one works. Uh, this one, you know, I think we tested the ride a few thousand times until we got it right. We would put weight in the front. We would put, and, and no weight in the back. Then we'd put weight in the middle and no weight in the front of the back. And then we put weight in the back and none in the front. Then we would do things like pretending, let's say you're on uh, train number two and you go through the ride and you dropped your sweatshirt into the trough. Uh, huh. But I'm on train number three and I leave the station a little while later. Um, what if it would wrap around a sweatshirt? So uh, then we had we did tests like that where we would we would purposely tie a sweatshirt around one of the wheels. So uh, uh, you can't imagine all the testing we did, but lo and behold, we got it. The ride is open, and we can um, proudly say we are the only amusement park in the world that has a wooden trough flying turns. Wow. Now, when you say, you know, you're doing the, the test rides, is it like crash test dummies or, or are you brave enough to get in there? Were you the first person to ride it? Uh, I, I rode it pretty early on, but it went a few thousand times with uh, lead weight, uh, you know, lead weights in it. Okay. Ingots is the, is the right term. Neat. Now, were you scared the first time you went on it or, or is this kind of old hat for you? Um, you know, you get that adrenaline rush. So, you know, nothing is going to scare you. Neat. Now, um, <clears throat> the other thing, too, is the Grand Carousel. That's that's one of the biggest in the world also. And that's where you, uh, for the people, you know, who have, have gone up there, that's where you get the rings uh, for the free ride. Uh, has there ever been a dispute with, uh, you know, who had the most rings at the end of the ride? So you'll have some fun fa uh, family challenges. Sure. Um you know, campers will come down and, and there's probably, so I've recently been handed an itinerary from a family that's been coming for years and years. And, and one of the things on there is who can catch the most rings on the, uh, on the carousel. Uh, I hope they don't challenge my uh, aunt Leanna, who's like, I'm fourth generation. Uh -huh. She's third generation. She can catch like two and three at a time. Wow. I have no idea how she does that. She's so, uh, pretty impressive. That is very so. Do you have a record up there, or, or is that just kind of unofficial that she's she's the best? Yeah, I, hands down, she's the best. <laughs> now, obviously, too, you know, people have been up there. You see the flood marks, and uh, you were flooded, you know, recently a couple of years ago. Kind of take us through. I mean, it's got to be disheartening when you when you see the flooding. How do you guys kind of regroup and kind of and put it all back together? Because you know, when you go up there today, you don't even realize it was flooded without the marks. I mean, you guys do quite a remarkable job of, of kind of cleaning up. What's that mentality like to, to go out there and see like, oh, it's flooded again. And, you know, we got to get it back up and running. So we are blessed with an absolutely phenomenal team here at the park. Uh, when we hire, uh, one of the things we kind of challenge our, our team with is, uh, are you going to love the park every bit as much as a Knobel family member loves the park? And uh, we haven't been told no yet. So uh, the staff, they just dive right in there. They just jump right in, and they know what to do. Uh, you know, we often say the creek is our best friend because, you know, think of just how, how therapeutic it is to sit beside it, and you, have, you, hear, you hear some carousel music in the background, and you're enjoying your funnel cake. 
you put your feet up, uh, you know, we're such a safe place. The kids run, your kids run around the park and they're riding things and, you know, they're texting with mom and dad while mom and dad are just enjoying, you know, some, uh, husband and wife time. And, um, and it, and that's, that's wonderful, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, uh, very unique that we can offer that to our guests at the same time when that creek rises boy it's no longer your best friend now it's your worst enemy so we go into you know different phases and we and and the team just knows these things you know there um we have a lot of dams in the creek because historically more parks were lost to fire than flood so we keep the dams in the creek because if the uh, fire companies would ever have to come down they can just throw their pump right in the creek and and God supplies them with all the water that they need. Oh, that's great. Uh, to help the fire out. So uh, one of the things we'll do is we'll take a backhoe. They're just you know basically uh, two by twelves or two by tens out of our lumber yard. So we'll pull the we'll pull the dams out. Um, are one of the first things. One of the neat things, if you ever look, if you ever stand on our covered bridge in the middle of the park uh-huh. and look at the look at the carousel. The carousel is about maybe I don't know four or five feet, maybe even yeah, four or five feet higher than miniature golf. So the first thing that gets flooded in the park is miniature golf. I've often wondered, uh, did my ancestors do some excavating where miniature golf is to protect their investment of the grand carousel? Yeah, let, makes let sense. Miniature golf, what's, what's going to happen to miniature golf? So you're going to have to shampoo the carpets. You're going to have to remove some uh, creek bottom, you know, some silt, and uh, you know, pressure washers and things like that. Big deal, right? That's, mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. Uh, try and put a try and put a hand carved carousel back together. It's not a yeah. Not I can't imagine. Now, what uh, you know, obviously you're you're in the park every day. Um, I did interview uh, 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 Joe Cesari from who who has Cesari's Pizza. So I'm not putting you on the spot here. But what is your favorite food and ride in the whole park? If you had to pick, if you had to pick one in one. So my favorite ride, hands down, is the Phoenix. Okay. Uh, I love the airtime that you get. I love the nostalgia. Um, it's actually, uh, it, according to Golden Ticket Awards, which is kind of like the the Oscars of the amusement industry, mm-hmm. the Phoenix is ranked as the number two wooden roller coaster in the world. Wow. So uh, I knew it was high. My I knew it was that high. Yeah, number two. So uh, our quest for number one, we call it. And what about your so, favorite food? Uh, my favorite food, boy, I don't know. Um, my dad tells the story. Uh, it better be good wherever because he eats all of his meals here. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's probably whether you know whether it's pizza or cheesesteak or pierogies or I mean mashed potato bowls and potato cakes and and we're one of the few parks that still make the batter for the funnel cakes. Um, you know, our, we make our cotton candy right here. Our fudge is homemade. Um, we have the Alamo where you, you know, I challenge anyone to offer a better chicken and waffles dinner. I actually, so, uh, I, I, I do love chicken and waffles. I didn't know you guys have it up there. So that will be on my, uh, my menu when I get up there. Now, what about the alligator bites? Do, do you dive into those? That's pretty unique as well. I mean, how many parks can say that they have alligator bites? And, you know, there's always the people that say, huh, tastes like chicken. <laughs> um, it, and it kind of does. There's a little bit of a seafood. If you, it's kind of uh, take some, take a chicken nugget and put some, uh, I don't know, some kind of a fish, uh, fish stick, put them together. 
that's kind of what a, an alligator bite tastes like. So it's unique. Everybody should try it. Now you said, you know, the Phoenix, do you ever just ride it for the heck of it? Like you're just boarding at like noon at lunch and you're like, you know, what? I'm going to go for a ride at the Phoenix. Um, I can't say that I haven't, but I'm being <laughs> recorded. So I have to say I'm always working and I never have time. Okay. But, That's a good uh, answer. You know, sometimes when you ride it, you know, you, you know, I actually find myself, I close my eyes and I'm trying to feel any bumps or any, um, you know, any, anything that might be wrong, you know, different terminology, um, you know, to, to report back to our team. But <laughs> quite honestly, I don't ever have to, uh, to do that. I could ride it for fun. The guys take such good care of the, of the coasters that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe tomorrow that's what I'll do. It's actually my birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy so maybe birthday. I'll go ride the Phoenix for fun. You should, you. you should definitely do that. One of my favorite parts, I mean, there's a lot of parts of the Phoenix I love, but it's when it's a nice hot day and you're waiting in line that first, when you go into the, you know, the, the coal mine or whatever it is right in the beginning, and it's just such cool air. That, that's the, that's one of the best, uh, the feelings in that whole park. So, uh, we pride ourselves on our trees. Okay. And providing shade for our guests, you're always going to have a little bit of a breeze through the park. So on a hot summer day, you know, you can look at the Illiesburg weather and I don't know, it's going to say 93 degrees. While you come to Knobles, it's only about 85. So uh, it, it's nice and cool. But boy, our maintenance staff, they get cold sometimes in the winter because uh, if it's eight degrees cooler in the summer, it's also eight degrees cooler in the winter. Right. Um, now, is there any uh, secret passages or a hidden menu in the park? You know, like sometimes like uh, In-N-Out Burger or something out in California, they have like a secret menu. Is there any secret menu in Knobles or any uh, little hidden, um, hidden gems? Uh, let's see, like hidden Mickeys? What's, what's a hidden <laughs> um, Mickey? Oh, boy, if you go to Disney World, they have, they have hidden Mickeys. They even have a book on uh, guests walk around and you look around you you look oh. for hidden Mickey's. They have oh, little, I never knew that. Little Mickey. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one hidden mini, uh, so I'm told. But I don't think we have any hidden cosmos. Not that I'm aware of. Any hidden food? Not that I'm aware of. I know Starbucks has some. Uh, they have some kind of. You go online, you can find like the secret drinks of Starbucks. Yeah, right. Like that. Uh, I don't know that we have any of those. I go over and I'm a. I'm also a barista. So uh, I'll go over to Starbucks and uh, try and make my own drinks from time to time. Oh, nice. Now, you mentioned uh, Cosmo. Is What's the tryout like for, for the Cosmo, the, the mascot? Well, there are no tryouts. He's real. Oh, He's a right. real chipmunk. <laughs> I, I forgot <laughs> about that. I forgot we're being recorded. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, also, we have an entertainment department, and uh, you know our, our human resources does a nice job of uh, – you know, kind of say you, you'd be good here, you'd be good there. We have a job fair. It's it's typically like the first Saturday in March that we have at the Ellingsburg Fire Hall. So uh, any of those young listeners or, or, you know, any retirees, anybody looking for a job, you know, you come to our job fair, you come to our HR building, and uh, we actually have a table set up for whether it's grounds maintenance or ride operations or food or gift shops or campground. Uh, there's also one for entertainment. Oh, neat. So, uh you know, we have we have a stage, you know, here where we have we offer free entertainment for our guests, uh, singing and dancing. We have a brass band that uh, that works for us, you know, and of course the characters. Uh, you know, there's there's Cosmo, there's Dexter, there's Piper, and then uh, as we draw closer to Halloween, there's Creeper. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know about Creeper. Okay. Uh, now you mentioned, very, you know, obviously in the in the coal region, 
you know, in, in, in Pennsylvania, I, I work down in uh, Philly and, you know, I know a bunch of the guys there. They, they make the trip up to Knobles, uh, you know, once a summer. Do you have a, do you actually have a figure of, as in terms of how many countries, you know, from people from different countries have visited? I'm, I'm sure you've gotten every person from, from, from the state of, uh, you know, United States, but what about like, you know, Europe and stuff like that? No, it's, it's funny that you say that. Um, usually by mid-June, we've had people from um, all 50 states across the U.S. that have come to our handstand building to get a ride-all-day pass. Wow. And uh, usually around that time, it's somewhere around uh, 20 other countries, too. And actually, this uh, Friday and Saturday, we have um, about 75 people from the Roller Coaster Club of Great Britain huh. that are starting their tour across the United States at Knobles. Wow. Are you going to have a, are you going to yeah. welcome them with the red carpet or how does that work? I mean, that's a, so they yeah. go around touring the whole country and trying different roller coasters. Yeah. So they're, they're roller coaster enthusiasts and uh, park historian enthusiasts and dark ride enthusiasts. And uh, you know, they are, are very well-traveled people who, you know, know their stuff about parks. So uh, the the Roller Coaster Club of Great Britain, when they come here, um, you know, we, we give them some extra perks, like they'll be taking part in what's called extended ride time, and uh, they'll get uh, their own time, just the club, to to ride some of our coasters. Oh, how about that? That's pretty neat. Yeah, we're really excited to see them. Well, I'm sure you guys uh, will impress them for sure. We hope so. Now, when I, when I go up, I, I, I do the haunted house and I know that's uh, award-winning too. And it doesn't matter how many times I, I know it's coming. That train horn scares, you know, it scares me every single time. When you were growing up, like around the park, did, did any of your family members ever kind of dare you to, would you ever spend the night in there like for a bet or something like that? Cause I think that's, just, I think it's so scary, even though I know everything's coming. I never did that. We did play, uh, as, as children, we would play hide-and-go-seek in there. That was a lot of fun. Was that scary? I mean, or, or kind of you knew what was going on, so it wasn't, you kind of took away the uh, mystique of it. It was just fun. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you know, you, you get to walk around. Uh, we'd, <clears throat> excuse me. We'd walk around, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, as kids uh, with the lights on, you start to learn where the tricks are, and uh, it'd be a lot of fun. And then a couple last questions here. In in uh, in 1988, when Elizabeth Taylor came, um, I know that was a big deal. Did did she ride any of the rides, or did you meet her? Um, I did meet her. It's a funny story. I think I was only about 14 when she came. Okay. And uh, I, had, I actually had no idea who she was, <laughs> and uh, there was no you know you didn't have Google then, so. Um, I found out who she was. I guess I don't know. I, I ended up sitting in the. She was supposed to come by motorcycle, and uh, that the weather wasn't that great that day. So uh, uh, she was either married to Malcolm Forbes at the time, who was you know one of the wealthiest people in the world, or she was dating him. So they flew in on his helicopter, and I ended up sitting in the helicopter with them for quite wow. some time. And uh, no, she didn't ride any rides. She uh, she had uh, one of our famous barbecue chicken dinners, and you know I felt. I felt really bad. All of the gawkers, everybody trying to take pictures with their uh, Kodak disc cameras. Remember those? Oh yeah. And uh, I, I, I felt bad. I'm thinking, geez, um, what an event 
All she wants to do is get a bite to eat. You know, <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Now, obviously, you guys are known for you know not having an admission and free parking. I mean, is that will that ever change, or is that kind of what makes the trademark of uh, one of the trademarks of of Knobles? I don't think we'd be Knobles with if we ever changed that. I think that would really change the you know truly who we are. So uh, you know there are there are three there are six active Knobles family members who work you know here day in and day out. There are three in the third generation, and there are three in my generation. And I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> What comes up at our, we like to call it a family meeting rather mm-hmm. than a a board of directors meeting because sure. we are a family first. So um, I actually said that one time at a at a speaking engagement uh, with some roller coaster fans and got a standing ovation. <laughs> uh, they don't like the corporate world. So, and, and Knobles is certainly not a corporate world. So I can tell you uh, without hesitation, it never, ever comes up for discussion. And what what's your favorite part of of being, you know, carrying this this legacy on. I mean, obviously, you know, it started a couple of generations before you. But what does it mean to you to carry, you know, the the Knobles tradition? Um, I enjoy the challenge. I think everyone enjoys a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can. Uh, I'm prideful, and uh, but certainly not boastful. Um, where you know what motivates Brian Knoble? You know, walking around the park seeing families having fun, smiles. Everybody is fighting some sort of a, of a challenge every day that, you know, you're unaware of. Sure. But, you know, we enjoy trying to create that place where they forget about that challenge. You know, it could be someone with cancer. It could be, you know, they recently lost their job or someone passed away or uh, heartbreak. You know, it could be any of those things. They come here and uh, let's hope they forget about it, at least for the few hours that they're here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brian and Stacy. I really appreciate it. Um, I think our, our listeners will definitely appreciate getting a little insight. And I'm sure, I know nearly everyone here in the county, they, they make a, a, an annual trip up to Knobles, if not a couple. So uh, I'm sure you'll see us in the park. But I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for including thank us. You. Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, again, if you have any ideas for... Any episodes, again, feel free to, to message me on, or, or tweet at me. Definitely been taking uh, a lot of uh, suggestions, and they're all good ones. Uh, so keep them coming, and I will see you next week. Thank you.